0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed Play Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. If you have more than one child, chances are you've dealt with sibling rivalry. Kids will fight about the downedest things. It could be over a toy or who got to the car first or because one of them breathed on the other. As a parent, it can be a baffling situation to deal with. Can you perhaps tell I'm speaking from experience? Ariella Liu is a former paediatric nurse and founder of Kids on Track, an organisation dedicated to helping parents understand and care for their children. Hi Ariella, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, especially if you can help me with this one. Yes. <laughs> is there a peak age for sibling rib- rivalry, or, or can it just start from the moment the child, the second child, is born?
1: So it's funny. So sibling rivalry is something that does, according to all the research and including inc- from everything that we see, it does actually start from the minute the second child is born. Not necessarily in terms of, you know, the examples you've given that are so graphic and so real. But just in terms of from the minute the second child is born, those two children forever share things. (laughs) They share parents. They share grandparents. They share space, which is what you're alluding to about the car. They So from that time, you're asking children to always consider someone other than themselves. So, obviously, until that point, obviously, their parents have been around. But the role of parents, of course, we're always told, is that we put kids first.
0: Yes, that's right. So they don't
1: have to consider parents in quite the same way.
0: That's exactly right. And how much of sibling rivalry is about getting a parent's attention? Because I always find my kids, um, they tend to fight more when I'm not there. And the only reason I know that is because I spy on them. So, I... I... (laughs) I've watched them when they don't know I'm there and they seem to get along a lot better when I'm out of the room.
1: Right. So I think, I think it's not necessarily about getting attention, but, but, although that is certainly a part of it, but it is about when a parent isn't in the room, these kids are forced to problem solve themselves. Right. So when they're both sitting around a box of Lego, for example, if mum's not there, then when someone takes the blue one and the other one wanted it, before it degenerates, and hopefully it won't degenerate, they might try and do the negotiation themselves.
0: Okay. But very often when parents are there, they step in. Right. So you've potentially answered my next question, which was (laughs) um, how should we respond when it's impossible to tell who started it? Because any parent who's got more than one child has heard, he started it, she started it. And sometimes... You just can't tell.
1: So I think it's a very interesting question. And also the reason it's so interesting is because it's actually the question at the root of what can make sibling rivalry worse. Right. Because one of the things that all parents with more than one child have heard is he's the favorite. She's the favorite. They're your favorite. They always get something yes. along those lines. And what happens is if you don't see, the truth is generally, not always, but generally parents side with the kid that's the most visibly hurt so whether that's crying the loudest or it's the littlest one and so it's the protective instinct or it's the one that's actually you know just got whacked over the head
0: yes
1: (laughs) because that's the bit you've seen but actually the truth is if you haven't seen the whole episode for want of a better term if you haven't seen the whole episode then actually the best thing to do is just to actually not worry about the consequence so much because what needs to happen immediately is they need to be separated Right. So no one's necessarily punished or put in a timeout, but they both need to be not around each other.
0: Yeah, that is so obvious, but I don't think we've ever done it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What about when you know one of them started it, like you could see them provoking their sibling, but when you say to them, look, I saw you start that, come on, can you talk to your brother, your sister, just... Admit it, say you're sorry, and let's move on. Um, And then you're faced with denials. So you might point out that they did the wrong thing, but they're like, no, I didn't.
1: What do you do then? Okay, so I think very often when parents um, point out, you did X, and they say, no, I didn't. Parents often don't just say X as the facts. They use X as perspective. Right. Right, so they will say, your brother was playing with that, and you took it. Yeah. And the little girl will turn around and say, he wasn't, and I didn't. Now, what the parents seen is, the little boy was about to pick up the train. He'd finished with what he was doing, and he was about to take the train. What the little girl saw is at that particular second, the train wasn't in his hand.
0: Uh-huh. Aha.
1: <laughs> so what she's saying is, I didn't. Okay. Taking it means, I stole it. I didn't steal it. He, wasn't, he didn't own it.
0: huh. So what did he do? You do?
1: So it's actually very difficult, but one tip doesn't avoid all sibling rivalry, obviously. But one tip is actually that if you've got more than one child, and if you have times of the day where they have to actually be in the same area playing, one tip is to actually give them separate things to do. Right, okay. Separate toys. And also to have things, you know, we started this conversation by talking about sharing, to have a box of toys that's labelled, you know, Jack's toys or Emma's toys. And those are things that they don't have to share. Those are their special things that they don't have to share with each other. Because the truth is, this kind of sibling rivalry you're talking about, you know, we spoke about this, you know, last week when I was chatting with Debbie, we're talking about the little ones. We're talking about those kind of, you know, under-sevenths. Yep. That's the kind of sibling rivalry we're talking about here. And the truth is kids under six or seven or whatever it is don't have the emotional maturity, they don't have the emotional regulation to always be able to sort things out when things don't go their way. Uh uh-huh. So <laughs> the reality is that putting two under six-year-olds in the same space for more than about 15 to 20 minutes and expecting them to just... Coexist within the same activity when it isn't structured is probably going to lead to a problem.
0: <laughs> That's just like every day in my house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about though, when they argue about something that seems totally ridiculous, like, well, to, adult, to adults anyway, uh, for example, if you're in the car and one of the kids complains that the other one is looking at them or breathing on them.
1: You have to really see, uh, very often when you're in the car, very often with both kids, not always, but very often it's coming, you know, it's before school, it's after school, it's on the way somewhere, and very often everyone's frazzled and in a rush. So when everyone's frazzled and in a rush, and it's the same for adults too, the, the things that we pick on or the things that bother us are these tiny little things. Yeah. Which when we're kind of being calm and rational and sane and all that, wouldn't bother us. But at that point, our emotions are just so heightened and we're so frazzled because, you know, you've just spent 45 minutes with your kids getting your shoes on, which is annoying for the parents, but (laughs) it's also annoying for the kids.
0: Not as annoying as it is for us though, right?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) so by the time they're in the car, it's just kind of like, everybody, leave me alone. Out my space, go away.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, when, (laughs) when is it important to take a stand with them?
1: Okay, so I think I think actually one of the biggest things that I think is important with sibling rivalry, and it's much easier said than done, and I'm going to put that out there right now, but one of the things that I think is very important is to actually know when it's not your fight. So siblings are going to fight full stop. That's the reality. And as they grow older, you know, even now, me with my adult siblings, and I see it with my husband, his siblings, whatever, there's still there's always going to be that banter. That sibling banter. Siblings can push your buttons like no one else can. But the truth is, there comes a point where it's not the parents' fight. So I always say to parents, if you're not, if your child's not being hurt, if everybody's okay, let them figure it out themselves.
0: Yeah, that sounds like an, a really good option because I never know how because, to figure it out myself.
1: Yeah, the pro- and the problem is also sometimes parents are just like, I just can't bear it. I can't bear the noise. I can't bear the squabbling, like it makes such a noise. But the truth is, if you kind of leave them to it, eventually they'll either get bored or someone will get hurt, which obviously I'm not advocating. But it's actually teaching them problem-solving skills. It's actually teaching them to figure out, okay, I'm in this situation, I don't like it because she's just breathed on me or he's just, you know, he smells or he, whatever it is. But actually, if they go to mummy and and mummy kind of says... I'm sorry you feel that way, what else, you know, do something else. Don't worry about your sister, worry about yourself. But once you get involved and kind of get into stop being silly, to them it's not silly. To them it's a real thing.
0: So is there an upside then to this kind of fighting? You just mentioned that it forces them to problem solve if you step out of it. Is there, is, is there a positive way we can look at these these situations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that sibling. I think one of the you know, I think for a lot of you know parents who have more than one child, um, their dream is that those, ch- those children will end up friends. Yep. <laughs> their dream is that those children, as adults, will actually be in each other's lives and will be the constant. And you know what? The, I just wrote an article about this a few weeks ago. A sibling is your first friend, and it's your forever friend. Oh, I love that. And, and a sibling knows, you know, there's that great quote, a sibling knows um, the joys of yesterday, the pain of today, and the excitement of tomorrow. A sibling knows everything. They were there from day dot. Day dot. They know everything. So that sibling relationship... While they're still little and they're growing and developing and they're exploring, a lot of things that are causing the rivalry, a lot of what the adults are looking at and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so annoying, this is nonsense, is actually them developing their social skills. They're learning how to share. They're learning how to fight. They're learning how to stand up for themselves. They're learning how to get what they want. And that, though, all of those are skills that they're going to need in life.
0: All right, well that's how I'm going to look at it from today onwards. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight in fact, when I see them, Ariella, thank you so much for your time today. It's such a pleasure. That's Ariella Lou, she's a pediatric nurse and founder of Kids and founder of Kids on Track. We'll pop links to their website in the notes of this episode. Feed Play Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.